Well, good morning, everybody. It is good, good to see you, good to be with you. Uh, it's good to be here together. I'm Caleb. I'm the lead pastor here. If we haven't met yet, if you are on the newer side of things, uh, typically we have a connect card attached to your bulletin. Today, it's just at the Welcome Center table, which is the table when you walked in through the doors. So if you have not yet filled out one of those, please do before you leave. Fill it out. Hand it to the person at the table. Uh, they'll smile at you if they don't tell me. And, uh, and then they'll give you a gift, the spirit of Christmas. And so they will give you this gift that you'll actually kind of appreciate and respect, and, and we just want to give you a chance to um, get to know us. We, you know, we want to get to know you and help you get connected here to the degree that you want to. So do that. Uh, for those of you who are new, you'll, this is a different kind of service. Uh, it'll feel a little bit different today than what we normally do. We're celebrating differently making a big deal about this Christmas season, but in a way that's a little bit countercultural. So people are wearing red t-shirts. Monica is going to share for a few minutes uh, a little bit later. Uh, it'll be great. I think that you'll appreciate what we're about this morning uh, because it is Christmas after all, and everybody celebrates Christmas, right? Well, not everybody, but almost everybody celebrates Christmas, even if they don't believe that Jesus was the God of the universe who came you know, to earth. They still celebrate Christmas. They celebrate things like togetherness, right? Families and people getting together, office parties at work and things. They celebrate togetherness. They celebrate gift-giving, Here's a gift, here's a gift, there's a gift, everywhere, right? There's gifts, here's an obligated gift, here's a, here's a generous gift. There's all kinds of different gifts, but people celebrate gifts giving, gift giving. They celebrate lights. Have you noticed this? There's all kinds of lights everywhere. All of a sudden, the city cares about lights. Uh, all of a sudden, your neighbors that you didn't even know, they live there because they just pull in their garage and close it before they even get out of their car. They have lights on their house. And that's surprising to you, but we celebrate lights this time of year. Uh, and there we celebrate a fat bearded guy who supposedly brings joy. Uh, and everybody celebrates these things, even if they don't believe Jesus is God. And so I'm completely fine with that commercialized, you know, Christmas, because all those things that I just listed still point to this God. And so I say, wonderful, let's celebrate these things. But those who follow Jesus celebrate specifically, like I said at the beginning, that uh, this is God who put on skin and showed up on this earth. And they use a word in the Bible and in a bunch of Christmas carols called Emmanuel, and for a, a name for Jesus, which literally simply means God with us. And that is what we believe, that's what we celebrate, that's what Christmas is. That God put on his human suit and came to be like you, to show you and give you a glimpse of who God really is. He said that this is my big display of who God is. John, we're going to be looking at the gospel of John. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, so the word, which just, I'll explain what that means, just insert Jesus for now. So the word Jesus became human and made his home among us. One of the things that Jesus did and that we celebrate at Christmas is Jesus show and tell 
of who God is. How many of you remember show and tell as a kid growing up? How many of you are teachers? Do we have any teachers that are in here? Teachers, I'm counting on you. Come through for me right now. I need one really bad, awkward, or incredibly great show and tell thing that happened in your classroom recently or in distant memory. What's one, not the whole story, just tell us what it was and get, so we get the visual. Show and tell gone wrong. Come on. Star Wars shoes? Well, it's, it's timely. I don't really see, you know, the, the mystery of it, but, uh, but, but it's, it's a timely show and tell. I, I, I asked the team, uh, the staff, for bad show and tell examples, and I got two responses, uh, both from my youth staff, as you might imagine. So Julie, who's newer to the youth team, she emails me and she says, uh, she says that she was a teacher and a kid brought her dog to class. And the dog got loose off the leash and ran around terrorizing the kids and then did its business in the center of the classroom and then did the thing where it cleans itself, you know what I mean, that thing, (laughs) along the front of the classroom and there were no more dogs allowed to show and tell (laughs) after that day. And then I get like five minutes later an email from Graham Cowgill, our youth pastor, of course, and Graham says that his buddy, this is when Graham was a kid, that his buddy Patrick brought a flying squirrel to class for show and tell, which makes you wonder where Graham went to school, <laughs> and, and that the flying squirrel ran around the room, which is confusing because shouldn't it fly? Uh, the, the flying squirrel ran around the room and dove into a crack in the wall, and it took the maintenance team all day to get out <laughs> flying squirrel. So Patrick became famous at school for that. But that's what Jesus, I mean, you take that childhood example and, and frame it that way. That's, that's what Jesus did. He, he's showing and telling who God really is. I'm not sure if you can imagine this, but 2,000 years ago, there was a lot of confusion about who God really was. And people were asking things like, why would God allow this craziness? Who is this God if there's such chaos in the world? Where is God? How come God did this and not this? How come God helped them and not them? Is God angry because this happened? Is God mad because my grandma hates God and says that God did this to her? And so there was a lot of confusion in that day about who God really is. And so Jesus puts skin on and says, let me show you. Let me tell you who God really is. Is. And in my big finale, I'll go ahead and die for you to show you this God who is love and who wants a restored relationship with you. Jesus came to show and tell who God really was. In the gospel of John, you know, uh, John wrote this gospel, but he didn't say that he wrote the gospel. He just, he just refers to himself in code in the gospel as the one Jesus loved. Like you do when you write a gospel, you can, you can decide that you're the one that Jesus loves specially. And so he doesn't say this was written by John. He just says the one Jesus loved. And later on, they, they realized that it was John, that arrogant guy who thought that he was the most important one. He says this in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. And you're like, wait, what? In the beginning, something already existed, then it wasn't the beginning. No, no, no. God is outside space and time. So before he instituted space and time and made a beginning, he was already there. My mind is too small to understand it, but that's the best way I can explain it. 
In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Did you know that we celebrate togetherness at Christmas? God has always been in relationship from the beginning with himself. Again, mysterious, hard to comprehend, but somehow God is in relationship with himself, that there are parts of God. We refer to them as God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And they're in relationship. And Jesus was with God in the beginning, before it was even the beginning. Together, not only in proximity and nearness, but in closeness in terms of relationship. God created everything through him, through Jesus. And nothing was created except through him. Next verse. The word gave life to everything that was created. Let's just pause there for a second. Jonah, you can leave that on the screen. The word gave life to everything that was created. Now, the word in Greek, the word for word is logos. Logos. You've probably heard of that term. And the Greeks would... Guys, don't be embarrassed. Just come on in. We're all family here. When you show up late, though, this is the splash zone, and there's no promises about kind of, you know, I try to. The word logos, that's where I was, logos. So, so in Greek, it's logos, and, uh, and the Greeks believed that logos meant to bring order. So words bring order to uh, the cosmos or the universe. So the Greeks, that they're reading this or hearing people talk about this, and John is writing this down, they're thinking, okay, okay, that makes sense to us because uh, Lagos brings order, and so Jesus is the one who brought order to the universe. That's how they're interpreting it. A Jew reading this is seeing Lagos, and they're thinking, okay, so I remember in Genesis chapter 1 when I memorized this in little Jewish school, and I know that the Bible says that God spoke everything into creation, into being, that he just said stuff, and what wasn't there before is all of a sudden there. So, so words create worlds is something that we talk about around here a lot, that, that God's words create worlds. And so the Jews are, are cluing into what this means too. Okay, okay. So, so the word, Jesus is like the word that created. He's the one who brings order and he's the one who does the creating. Okay, we're tracking here a little bit. So uh, God, the word Jesus gave, everything, gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. To everyone, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So he's saying that light showed up. Not only word that organizes, but, but light. Do you know we celebrate lights at Christmas? When you see lights everywhere, it's a subtle God-honoring thing that's happening, pointing toward this mysterious reality that light that used to just be out there as you're a little kid wanting to be an astronaut and you see all the stars and the moon and you read about planets and all they are is light far off, little lights in the middle of a big dark sky, all of a sudden now light shows up here. The God who is light. And what happens when light shows up? A few things happen. Uh, light brings with it warmth, right? There's warmth that comes with light. Uh, there is illumination of things that you didn't see before. There is the accentuation of beauty. Now, all of a sudden, you can see things and see what beauty is. Beauty is on display. Lights reveal. Light exposes. And light 
scatters darkness. Did you know that? Light cannot, or darkness cannot resist the light. You introduce light into a situation, and to whatever degree, however powerful the light is, darkness has to flee. It has to run. And it hides behind something and just kind of forms a shadow to try to hang out, but it doesn't have power over the light. The light scatters darkness. Look at this verse in John 8. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So the God of the universe shows up on earth to relate to human beings and says, this is what God's like. And not only that, but he brings light with him. Like he's the embodiment of all things light. And he tells his followers, while I'm here, I'm bringing light. You've been walking in darkness before, but if you follow me, you don't have to be bound to darkness. You can have light and life and know what this whole thing was about all along. Follow me. And then he says this. Essentially, when I'm no longer the light of the world, you are the light of the world. I'm passing the torch, literally. Now you are the light of the world. When Jesus walked on this earth for 33 years, and specifically in his three years where he was doing intentional ministry things, he always said stuff like, if you've seen me, you've seen God. I am giving you a glimpse of who God is. I am God in flesh. And then he would say, and now you go and do the things that I have said and shown to you. Show and tell. Here's what God is. Here's who God really is. You're looking at him. Now go and do these things yourself. I'm the light of the world. And when I leave, guess what? You are the light of the world. I'm putting my very spirit in you. You are saying and doing. You are showing and telling. You are casting out darkness. You are the light of the world now. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word. There's that word again. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it said. Do what it says. You know, that's why on Sundays, I am not altogether that interested in just filling your head with Bible knowledge. I want to give you enough to the point where you know what to do. Do what it says. It is action that transforms your life. It is you in action that leads to the transformation in other people's lives. When you show up places and you are the light of the world, things change around us. When people are in chaos and there's darkness and things, when you show up, you are the light of the world. You scatter darkness because God is in you. And you bring this, Jesus, you are show and tell in this crazy world. That's who you are. We are people who do. We are people of action. We are people who show and tell. We are people who show up. And that's what we want this morning to be about. As we enter into the chaos of the Christmas season, with all that comes with it, we wanted to pause and help you see, help you see who this Jesus really is. 
so that others can see him through you. My name is Monica, and I am the Outreach Director here, and this truly is one of my favorite Sundays of the year because we get to talk about how we as a church are making a difference. So we're being invited to celebrate differently, to see people differently. And how will we see people in this season? There's one thing I know to be true. People are starving to be seen. People are starving to be seen. Whether it's the homeless person on the street corner or your next door neighbor or perhaps someone even in your own family, we're all starving to be seen. This is important to me and a part of who I am because I was taught to see with a new perspective when I spent some time living at an orphanage in Mexico. It was there that my life was forever changed because I was able to experience God's love in a new way. Not only to be able to see those kids through God's eyes, but to allow them to see and for them to love me. Recently, I was reminded of the same thing here in Huntington Beach in the Oakview community that we work in. Our Mariners HB staff showed up on a Friday afternoon at the elementary school there with 850 popsicles to pass out to the kids. And we had a great time um, meeting the kids and their parents that were picking them up. And you can ask anyone on our staff and they will tell you of the joy and the huge smiles that were on those kids' faces as they were eating their popsicle. But the moment that sticks with me the most was after most of the kids had already gone home and there was a group of three or four girls that were still hanging out and they came running up to me and said, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And that question has stuck with me ever since. So my question to you this morning is, will you go back with me? Will you step into that community and start building relationships, one person, one child at a time? Because I believe it starts with one. I'm reminded of our church, of how we build relationships and serve our community every single day. We do this at our community center at Pacific Court with our after-school programs and in Oakview with all of our different community engagement events and also through some great partner organizations that we work with, all to break cycles of poverty. We say we see you and we love you. The small gift of a popsicle and us showing up that day said to those kids, I see you. But this morning, I want to challenge us to take that one step further, to not only stay in the mindset of I see you, but I want to know you. To see, you can do that one time. But to know, it takes intentionality. It takes investment. This is a time of year when most people say, we don't have bandwidth. We're busy with Christmas parties. We're busy shopping, and so on. But this is the time of year with the greatest opportunity. People feel their loneliness, they feel their need more than any other time of the year. And we can and get to show hope if we're willing to show up. At Christmas, we celebrate that God saw us when we were far off and sent us the greatest gift, his son, Jesus Christ. 
And in the same way, the gospel compels us to love and care for the poor and marginalized among us. We want to celebrate differently because at our core, we are different. We are different because of Jesus, and we believe there really is good news. As Caleb talked about Jesus incarnate, God in flesh. I love how the message version puts that verse of John 1, 14. It says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. This is our model of why and how we do what we do. This is what inspires us to love and to serve, to be generous inside and out. And we get to express God's love in the Oakview community and also greater Huntington Beach. When we move into the Regency Movie Theater over the next year, we're moving into the Oakview neighborhood. How cool is that? We cannot and will not stand by and watch as these families continue to experience poverty and brokenness. We will make a difference. We get to express God's love there. When we passed out popsicles a couple months ago, we began a relationship. We opened a door for the elementary school principal, Rosa, to invite us in. She shared with me that there are fifth graders there that can't read their math homework, and their parents at home speak Spanish, so they can't help them at home. And I'm not okay with that, knowing that there are kids five minutes from here that aren't getting sufficient help in school, which will inevitably affect their future. That means they might not be able to continue on in school, which means they might not graduate. And if they don't graduate, they might not get a stable job to support their future family someday. This is the next generation, and we have the opportunity to show up and to know these kids. So Rosa asked for volunteers to come and read with kids or help them with their math for one hour a week. What a great opportunity for us. So starting in January, I personally am committing to going to Oakview Elementary for one hour every Friday morning to read with kids because I can't and I won't just sit back and watch. So will you go with me? Who is God inviting you to build a relationship with? to invest in? Has he already been whispering to you and maybe you just haven't done anything about it yet? Remember, people are longing to be seen, longing to be known, longing to be loved. Now, does this mean that we get to show up and fix everything that we might think needs to be fixed? No. We get to show up and be with people, just like Jesus did. And I had to learn this lesson myself. I'm organized, I'm a doer, I'm a planner. You can just ask my husband and he will tell you that's true. But I had to learn when I lived in Mexico how to just be with those kids, to build relationship, to love and to be loved by them. And oftentimes doing that here in my backyard is just as hard as it was for me in Mexico, just like it is for me to stand up here on stage and share with all of you. But if you were to have told me five years ago that I would no longer be in corporate America, that I was gonna be working full-time at a church in charge of outreach, 
I would have thought that you were crazy. But I now know without a doubt that God has given me this heart and this heartbreak and the privilege and responsibility to open our eyes and shine light on our role in God's world. I wouldn't truly be me if I wasn't willing to get up here and share about my heart and the poor and marginalized in our midst. I believe that God has truly created each one of us to know and to love and to serve those around us. We are here to live and love like Jesus. So as a part of living that out, this Christmas, my husband Corey and I are committing to having dinner with an Oakview family. Not to just take them a meal, but to actually get to the point where we're invited into their home to build relationship. It makes me uncomfortable and sad that I can still drive down that street in Oakview to the Family Resource Center every week and not know the names of those families and kids that live there. So I believe it's time to get our hands dirty. And the great thing is, this isn't just my story. It's yours, too. So in the busiest season of the year, who is God inviting you to see? Who is God inviting you to know? Jesus stepped into relationship with us, so we are celebrating differently by stepping into relationship with those in our community. This matters to me, and this ought to matter to you. It's just better this way, and I believe that God changes our hearts through it. We need this for our hearts, and we need this to function as a global, aware citizen of the kingdom of God. So this Christmas, we as a church are committing to loving and caring for those experiencing poverty or crisis through our time and our resources. We're giving Christmas gifts here locally, caring for Syrian refugees globally, and serving our community. Let's start with Christmas gifts. Let's just take a moment to celebrate that over the past month, there were 681 tags on those Christmas trees on the patio, and you guys took and bought gifts for every single one. So give yourselves a hand. That's truly incredible. And every single one of those tags represents a kid, a kid that gets to celebrate differently this year because of you. And we get to say we see you and we love you with those gifts. The Family Resource Center staff in Oakview shared this story with me that I wanted to share with you all. They were talking with a group of teenagers that live in the community and a 14-year-old lady, named, young lady named Jessica mentioned to the group that she and her siblings had never received gifts for Christmas. Never. She told the staff her family gets together for Christmas and has a modest dinner, but that it's hard for her parents to buy them gifts. This is one of the families that we as Mariners, that you, adopted this year. When the staff called Jessica's mom and shared with her about the holiday store, the mom began to cry. She could not believe an organization would want to help her family. This young lady, Jessica, volunteers at the Family Resource Center every week. She is the first to arrive and the last one to leave. She helps in the community without expecting anything in return. And that's just one story of the many families that we get to love and share hope with. You are a generous people, so thank you. 
And you are generous because God has extravagantly loved you and you want to share that love with others. When we serve, we also get to see the face of Jesus in those that we are serving. Jesus came as a human and we get to be those people in our community. So today at the bottom of the bulletin, you'll see that we have three awesome serve opportunities for you to join us in celebrating differently with us this next month. The gifts that you have given, most of those are going to a holiday store that we're going to have in Oakview for those families on Saturday the 19th. Those gifts and that holiday store is going to give parents the dignity to actually shop and choose the gift that they want to give their child. So we'll have plenty of opportunities for you to engage and build relationship with those families that day. Being a personal shopper, we'll have a gift wrapping station, tons of activities for kids outside and more. Some of those gifts are also going to the single moms at Golden West College and their families, and they'll receive their gifts at a Christmas party that some of you are serving at later this month. And just yesterday, I actually sat at a table at our women's brunch with a handful of those moms, and one of them um, shared her story with me, and she now wants to get involved in our church because of your generosity. So thank you. We're also having a tree lighting event in Oakview on Tuesday night, the 15th. And we've never done a tree lighting in Oakview before, but I'm super excited. It's going to be an awesome night. So would you come with me and meet an Oakview family, learn their names, and eat a tamale alongside of them? It really is as simple as that. Now, we are first and foremost committed to our local community here in Huntington Beach, but we also... Um, are well aware of the needs and brokenness of the world globally. So all Mariners campuses this holiday season are joining together on behalf of Syrian refugee children. We're building comfort and joy boxes to send to these children. Um, and you can pick up a shopping list out on the patio of what items you can send, bring those back, and then we're going to have a packing event on Sunday the 20th to build those boxes to send to those kids. We want to make sure that those kids and families are also seen and known and loved because they're still children of God. Our kids and student ministries are also joining in and filling those boxes, so your child might be bringing a box to fill home with them today. So at the bottom of your bulletin, I want everyone to pull them out. This is when you get to play. There's the three options, so you can put your name and info on the front side and then check off how and where you want to serve. You can check one, you can check all three, sign yourself up, sign up your life group, sign up your family. It's going to be an awesome holiday season of celebrating differently together. And then you can tear it off and give it to one of the volunteers on the patio that's in a red shirt, just like this one, and then you'll get more information sent to you. So many of you have already bought gifts. Thank you so much. Some of you will also fill a box for a Syrian refugee child. Thank you. And all of you are contributing to our Step In campaign and a part of that journey with us in some shape or form. Thank you. And if you sense God compelling you this morning, we're going to take a special outreach offering and everything that you give this morning will go back out into the community to help the poor and marginalized, just like we've been talking about. This is our opportunity to respond to God's great love. And 
I believe that it's good for our hearts. When we give, it changes our hearts. So thank you for your incredible generosity, and thank you so much for celebrating differently with us. So you will see that there's an envelope in your bulletin that you were handed on your way in. You will also see that that envelope has been tampered with. <clears throat> there is a handwritten outreach on that envelope because we didn't. We had outreach envelopes specifically printed, but they did not get here somehow. So it was our first kind of uh, no room in the inn moment at Christmas where you improvise. And so we have an awesome team that does the bulletins every Sunday morning, and so they just hand-wrote all those on there. Everything that you put into that envelope with outreach written on it today goes to the stuff that Monica's been talking about. Outside our walls, into the community, 100% of it, everything. Uh, if you're giving you know, to regular operations of the church or to our Step In campaign, normal envelopes are at the boxes in the back. Uh, but we wanted to take this day to help you see Jesus and help you see how important it is that others see Jesus through you, through your actions, through your life, through your time, through your resources, through how you and I show up. Will you stand with me? God, we thank you that you showed up here. We thank you that you have been so generous with us. We thank you that you allow us to participate in your ongoing work, bringing light into this dark world. Will you whisper to us? Will you lead us? Will you continue to prompt us and speak to us as we turn and sing to you some more? In Jesus' name.